The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE, channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA TV channel 15.3, and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the Gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with a sign on the roof of the temple. Jesus coming soon. A landmark in Kali for 99 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hansen, in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Today we are celebrating the 50th anniversary of our building complex located at 1043 Middle Street, next to our mother church in the heart of Kalihi in Honolulu, Oahu. 
The beautiful complex consists of an auditorium music room, administrative offices, parsonages, restrooms, and an entire third floor of Sunday school classrooms. At the groundbreaking ceremonies on January the 8th, 1972, many distinguished dignitaries were present, including Mayor Frank F. Fossey. Shortly thereafter, the work started, and on March 31st, 1973, the complex was completed and dedicated in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Our church choir will now begin the music portion of the program. In his own image, God created us. By the shedding of his blood, he has saved us. And by choosing to put Jesus first in our life, he will prepare us for his coming. Not because he had to, but because he loved us. In John 3, 17, we read, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Our church choir, under the direction of Emilia Hahn, will sing this wonderful song entitled, He's Got the Whole World in His Hands. the whole world in it. 
here on earth is fast approaching. Jesus will soon call his bride home to be forever by his side. Will you be ready to meet our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ when he returns in clouds of glory? Will you hear him say, come up hither? If not, why not? Tomorrow is not promised to us, viewers. Today is the day of salvation, so pick up your cross and follow Jesus. The men and women of our church band under my leadership will now play this inspiring anthem entitled Face to Face.
the deeper inner peace we experience comes only from knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith. His words gives us strength and comfort, peace and joy, wonder and fulfillment that we can share with others how they too can experience the same deep inner peace of knowing Jesus. Our soloist, Rose Pohaku Carter, will sing for us this uplifting song titled, Nearer My God. My God to Thee, nearer to Thee, e'en though it be a cross that raiseth me.
Lord and Savior Jesus Christ always nourishes, comforts, cares, and provides for His people. His way is always true and right. His plan of success equates to obedience. So we must run the race set before us and continue to press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. The church choir will delight us in this song entitled, Moving in the Lord's Way. Please join in singing as the words appear on your screen.
We should all be ready and waiting for the coming of the bridegroom with our lands filled with oil. Watch therefore, for you know not neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Our instrumentalist, trusty associate Bass Evans Sproat Sr., will play on his guitar, Pass Me Not. Crusaders will bring forth the next song and sing when we all get to heaven. Surely, saints and friends, this is the hope of our salvation to meet our Lord Jesus in clouds of glory when he calls up his bride, the church, and says, Come up hither. It's an honor to dedicate this uplifting and spirited song to Ms. Lisa Ho'opai. Stand fast, Sister Lisa. The return of our Lord Jesus Christ for his own is real. The rapture will take place fulfilling the word of God. And we will rejoice when we all get to heaven. Sing the wondrous 
love of Jesus. Sing his mercy and his grace in the mansions bright and blessed. He'll prepare for us a place when we Just one 
And praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television time, station, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KXD-TV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV channel 15.3 and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, Services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held every Wednesday evenings only at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloi in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Waiasano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotobato, Mindanao, Philippines. At our Maui Branch Church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. It has been very heartwarming and a true privilege, indeed, receiving your calls, written correspondences, and verbal expressions of deep admiration and esteem for our talented choir, band, orchestra, and various vocal and instrumental groups who diligently participate in the musical portion of our weekly telecast. However, no matter how awesome their performances or presentations may be, Remember that paramount and above all else on the telecast is the inspiring Word of God. For it not only quenches one's thirst, it is the very staff of life itself and truly food for the hungry soul. 
Oftentimes, people unwarringly become attached to a preacher, a pastor, a priest, or a minister far more than Jesus. This, in my opinion, can lead to an unwarranted situations, which can result in great personal disappointments, such as we have occasionally witnessed in the news media. Man is weak, man fails, but you can be sure Jesus never fails. The star of our weekly telecast viewers is certainly Jesus, and you should always hang your laurels upon him. Therefore, with that thought in mind, my sermon today is entitled Victory in Jesus. As we press on with the Lord, he leads and guides us to many victories. When we walk with the Lord, our confidence becomes strong, and our faith feels like it's everlasting in the Lord. Turn to Exodus 14, 1-2, and read along, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel that they turn and encamp before Pihavahiroth, between Migdal and the sea, over against Baal Zivan, before it shall be encamped by the sea. During the days of Moses, the Lord heard the cries of his people. The Lord saw them suffer, felt their pain, and moved with compassion. He chose Moses to lead his people out of Egypt. To a Christian, Egypt is a type of the world or sin. When we were in the world, the Lord saw that we were doing was not right. The Lord heard our secret cries, saw our deepest agonies, felt our most terrible pain, and again moved with compassion. He took us out of Egypt. Read on in verse 3. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are entangled in the land. The wilderness had shut them in. At times, Satan tries to make you and I feel as such. Our test trials and burdens become like mountains, vehement seas, deep oceans, and they all seem like there are no way out. Our picture. One picture that is painted before me reminds me of a woman who went to her doctor and explained how whenever she drank her cup of coffee, she could not see. Her doctor replied, ma'am, the next time you drink your coffee, make sure you remove the spoon from the cup. I know this is a humorous story, but it yet rings true. When I and probably many of you are confronted with a problem, however, we must first practice looking at Jesus, and surely he will cause us to see beyond our problems. Let us read verses 4 and 5. And it will harden Pharaoh's heart, that he shall follow after them. And I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts, that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And they did so. And it was told the king of Egypt that the people fled. And the heart of Pharaoh and of his servants was turned against the people. And they said, Why have we done this, that we have let Israel go from serving us? Many times we harden our hearts against the Lord like Pharaoh did and blame the Lord. We should never blame the Lord, for he knows what is good for us. We read verses 6 and 7, And he made ready his chariot and took his people with him. And he took 600 chosen chariots and all the chariots of Egypt and captains over every one of them. Notice Pharaoh took every chariot he had and the best men he had, which were his captains. It is exactly what Satan does to child of God. He musters up his best temptation or shortcoming. While we are busy thinking this is just another one of the devil's snares, the devil is serious. He is playing for keeps. He knows that his time is near, and Jesus is going to put him where he belongs, in the pit of hell. Verse 8, eight through 10 say, And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued after the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with a high hand. But the Egyptians pursued after them all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army and overtook them in camping by the sea, besides Pihiroth, before Baal Zephon. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord, Praise the Lord, for we can cry out for him when we are in trouble, and he will hear us. He will come to us and show us the way out of trouble. 
Let us continue reading verses 11 and 12. And they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt us with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? For it had been better to, for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. The children of Israel started to doubt the Lord. We should never doubt the Lord. For the one thing the Lord cannot do is lie. Therefore, when the Lord tells us He is going to do it, He will do it. Doubt is a sign of unbelief, and unbelief is sin. For now, hold this book and chapter, and turn to John, the 16th chapter, verses 7 through 9. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin, and of righteousness, and of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not on me. We can see by these verses how serious it is to doubt the Lord, even a little. It makes a difference between heaven and hell. When we are presented with such a problem, think of the scripture, Mark 9, 24. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. The Lord gave the victory to this boy who from birth was possessed of the devil. Because the father believed, he also received the victory. Now let us go back to Exodus, the 14th chapter, verses 13 to 14. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. The Lord always works in this manner. With Pharaoh on the one side, the Red Sea on the other, and nowhere else to turn to, the Lord said, Fear not. Stand still. In other words, the Lord is saying, My son, my daughter, you have tried your way. Now stand still and watch me. Jesus, do the work for you. Many times in our lives, we run ahead of the Lord and get into more trouble than we can handle. The Lord wants us to stand still and take inventory of ourselves to find out what is that is hindering our receiving the full victory. The Lord shows us our shortcomings and He gives us strength to overcome. If we let the Lord have His way with us, he will never leave us nor forsake us. He will always fight the battle for us, but again, only if we let him have his way. John 14, 18 tells us, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. We return to Exodus 14, 15. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. The Lord cannot use quitters, and quitters cannot be used effectively in the gospel work. If Moses was a quitter, all of the Israelites would have lost the victory. Verses 16 through 18 tells us, But lift up thy, thou, up thy rod, and stretch out thine hand over the sea, and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground, through the midst of the sea, and I behold, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and they shall follow them. And I will get my own upon Pharaoh, and upon all his souls, upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gotten me honor upon Pharaoh, upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. There are many different ways the Lord gets the honor and glory. For example, viewers, when your best friend becomes your worst enemy, don't retaliate. When your classmate is a pain or annoyance and you can't seem to shake him or her off, don't retaliate. When a fellow worker becomes like a nightmare on Elm Street, don't retaliate. Or how about when your boss seems like the nightmares, Freddy Krueger, don't retaliate. 
All of these tests and trials are great examples. When the Lord gives you the victory, these people will stop and remember all the bad times they gave you, and you never retaliated. The Lord not only won the battle, but also won the war. Therefore, the Lord gets all the honor and glory. Who knows? A soul may have been won by that God-given gift of humility. Let us go back and continue with verses 19 and 20. And the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. And the pillar of the cloud went before their face and stood behind them. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. And it was a cloud and darkness to them, but it gave light by night to these, so that the one came not near the other all the night. When we walk with the Lord, He removes that cloud of darkness that is before us and causes that same cloud to become a cloud of light in our lives. I ask, would you like to see that light this day? In John 8, 12, we read, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth with me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have that light of life. We have just read of a promise direct from Jesus himself. Come to Jesus, viewers. He will never cast you aside. Read in John 6, 37, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. And him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. Coming to Jesus, simply hearing with an open heart and letting it all digest in that heart. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, verse 23, it says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The gospel is life unto our souls. The gospel is Jesus saves. He can save you in the viewing audience from death, hell, and the grave. Jesus heals. He can heal you of your afflictions. Jesus baptizes you with the Holy Ghost and fire. That is, He will remove your sins and give you the gift of the unknown tongue, a language that originates only from Jesus. And Jesus is coming soon. Soon than many would like to think. Let us turn to Mark chapter 1, verse 14 and 15. Now after that John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye, and believe the gospel. Notice how Jesus himself was the first Pentecostal minister to preach the true gospel of the kingdom of God. Since then, many brave and bold men, full of the Holy Ghost, stood up for the name of Jesus by lifting his blood-stained banner up ever so high. A man was convicted in his heart when he heard Jesus and saw all the miraculous healings of the sick and afflicted that he saw Jesus by night. Please turn with me to John chapter 3 and read verses 1 and 2. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Imagine a rich man, a man who thought he had everything, and then he realized he had nothing. He came to Jesus with very high credentials, and all his accomplishments in life were outstanding. But he knew that all his achievements could not be taken with him upon death. Let's continue reading verses 3 through 4. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time to his mother's womb and be born? And in John 3, 5, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Ask yourself this question, viewers. Do you want to go to heaven? If your answer is yes, all you have to do is first be baptized in the name of Jesus. And second, you must be filled with the Holy Spirit. 
Every day we're confronted with many questions from people who are seriously searching for the truth. Once a fellow worker asked, I was baptized according to Matthew 28:19. Am I saved? Let's read Matthew 28:19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. I answer my colleague thusly, I'm sorry, but according to the word of God, you are not. He then asked me why. And that should be the same question in many hearts today. Why am I not saved? As I explained to my friend that day, I will now explain to you today. Let us turn to read Acts 2, 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This passage contains two wonderful promises. First, there is remission of sins, meaning God forgives us our sins as far as the east is from the west, and remembers them no more. And secondly, he gives us the Holy Spirit, a spirit that will lead, guide, and comfort us in this lost and dying world. My friend then replied, I was baptized in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. And you were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. How do you really know that's the right way? I told him to turn to Ephesians 4 or 5, which says, One Lord, one faith, one baptism. The Word of God tells us, all of us, there is only one baptism. One of us must not be telling the truth. You are saying that the titles of Jesus cannot save you while the Bible professes. That is the name of Jesus which saves. Let us read Acts 4.12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name unto heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. The word neither means no other. The word name is in the singular. Name meaning one. Jesus, not names. Colossians 2, 9 states, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. This scripture uses the word him, meaning one. If the Godhead was three, the passages would read, In them dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead's bodilies. Furthermore, Colossians 3, 17 says, And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Now let's return to Exodus 14 and read verses 21 to 25. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night, and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon dry ground, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. And the Egyptians pursued and went in after them to the midst of the sea, even all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. And it came to pass that in the morning watch the Lord looked unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and of the cloud, and troubled the host of the Egyptians, and took up their chariot wheels, that they drave them heavily, so that the Egyptians said, Let us flee from the face of Israel. For the Lord fighteth for them against the Egyptians. Notice there were two types of people that passed through the word sea. First, the Israelites, a type of believer. Second, the Egyptians, a type of unbeliever. Thus, the color red is a type of blood that saves you, the viewer, when you are baptized. Many say the baptism in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost is the same as the baptism in the name of Jesus. As stated earlier, that trend of thought is a lie. The Israelites and the Egyptians went into the same body of water, but yet the Lord saved his people, the Israelites, and destroyed the Egyptians. Being baptized the wrong way is the same as not being baptized. This is a very important step with the Lord. 
Believe not, and you too will be destroyed. We read in Mark 16, 16, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. There were many flames, but only one pillar of fire. That one fire was the Holy Ghost fire, Jesus. And though there was great darkness, there was but one cloud, Jesus, our shield. Therefore, we can see there is victory in the name of Jesus and in nothing else. As we try to walk with the Lord daily in our lives, we find that we are always tested and sometimes tested to the very limit. But we can thank the Lord. We have His name to call upon. In the scriptures, we find that Jesus never gave up until they realized that the Lord Himself was fighting for His people. It is like Satan when he tries to attack us and we call upon the name of Jesus. He knows that Jesus will do the fighting for us. Thus he flees. Let us read in Exodus 14, verses 26 to 28. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand over the sea, that the waters may come again upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots, and upon their horsemen. And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea. And the sea returned to his strength when the morning appeared. And the Egyptians fled against it. And the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. And the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen and all the hosts of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. There remained not so much as one of them. Yes, when the Lord stretches forth his hands, takes away our burdens and problems and answers our requests, we really rejoice and surely can say that our victories were in Jesus. We continue reading by reading verses 29 through 31. But the children of Israel walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. And Israel saw that great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians, and the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. We must not believe the Lord only after he does a miracle or after he gives the victory over a troubling situation. No, we must believe in him when he speaks the word through his Holy Spirit. A woman came home from work one day and said to her husband, Honey, I think I have water in my carburetor. The husband replied, Don't be silly. You don't even know what a carburetor is. Where is the car? The woman replied, In the swimming pool. This woman never gave it a second thought. She knew and believed she had a carburetor in her car and that the carburetor was full of water. In the apostolic faith church, the Lord keeps reminding his people that the time is no more and the time is at hand. There is so much to do, it's so little time in which to do it. This is typically true as you read in Luke 21, 25 to 26. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars. And upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Isn't this a very frightening scenario for us? Today we see the scriptures unfolding right before our eyes. We witness tidal waves, earthquakes, floodings, hurricanes, heat waves, and wars breaking out all over the face of the earth, even in countries totally unknown to us. I was one to ask, can we do something to stop any of it? I replied, no, we cannot. This is the Lord's time clock striking the hour. Verses 27, 28 tells us, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. 
Wouldn't this be the ultimate victory for the child of God? That is to see Jesus standing there in a cloud of glory with outstretched hands, calling his people out of the people and uttering the three victorious words, come up hither. We must always keep this hope of glory with us. The Lord knows our heart's desire is to see our loved ones and friends have the same salvation in Jesus as we do. Let's skip down and read verses 34 through 36 and take heed to yourselves lest any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life and so that day come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore, and pray always, that it may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. Do you think this gospel work would prosper if the leaders of the Apostolic Faith Church were surfeiting in drunkenness and corruptions? No. When the Lord tells the servant and trustees to move, they move. Because of their diligence and the prayers of the saints of God, the gospel work of the Apostolic Faith Church prospers. I thank the Lord with my whole heart, mind, and soul that true leaders of God regard preaching the Word of God as being foremost so that souls may hear the Word, accept the Word, and be baptized. The leaders also believe that when the Lord speaks with the power of the Holy Spirit, it is the Lord Jesus, and He alone will bring all things to pass. This is how it should be because we know that Jesus is the only victory giver. It has been said of us many times, your church does not take up collection and make any type of fundraising, such as bazaars, car washes, candies, or selling sweetbreads. Yet your television program is not only the Hawaiian Islands, but also all over the West Coast and in parts of other islands likewise. You must be kidding or just plain lying. Well, in the Apostolic Faith Church, the Lord's work is very serious. As for lying, let us read 1 Corinthians 14, 33. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. We believe in tithes and fuel offerings. Read Malachi 3.10. Bring all the tithes into the store, so that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now, herewith, said the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour out you a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Standing on the word of God is simply taking God at his word. At times, we have the hardest time taking God at his word. However, just believe, and God will take you through the bad times. We find a wonderful example of Jonah the prophet in the book of Jonah 1, 14 to 15. Wherefore they cried unto the Lord and said, We beseech thee, O Lord, we beseech thee, let us not perish for this man's life, and lay not upon us the innocent blood, for thou, O Lord, hast done as it pleased thee. So they took up Jonah and cast him forth into the sea, and the sea ceased from her raging. Here Jonah tried to run from the Lord, as we do at times. Where do we run? The answer is nowhere. We cannot run away from the Lord as Jonah found out. The Lord works in mysterious ways to so give us the victory. Verse 17 says, Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Sometimes we wait till the problems get worse before we turn to the Lord. Read Jonah chapter 2, 2 and 10, and said, I cried by reason of mine affliction to the Lord, and he heard me. Out of the belly of hell cried I, and thou heardest my voice. And the Lord spake unto the fish, and he vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. Our Lord Jesus will always be there when he is needed. The real question is, will we be there? I surely hope so. We must try to stop murmuring and complaining in our lives, like complaining about the shoes we cannot buy to wear on our feet and instead think about the people who don't even have feet. Jesus is real, and He can be real in your life if you remember that only in Jesus can you have the full and complete victory. Read the following in Jonah 3, 4, and 9 to 10. 
And Jonah began to enter to the city a day's journey, and he cried and said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger that we perish not? And God saw their works, that they turned from their evil way, and God repented of the evil that he had said that he would do unto them, and he did it not. I will concern the Lord, so make the Lord happy. Nehemiah chapter 8 then reads, Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink the sweet, and send portions of them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto the Lord. Neither be sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. When you are feeling down, always keep this verse in mind. And if you would like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review the telecast presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Blehan Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come to your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of His hands. The church band will close today's telecast with the song, Hold the Fort. The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.